K in the midday on KTOE. Hey, thanks for coming back and joining me. It is almost 1042 here on KTOE middays. And we're checking in on the phone right now with my friend Craig. He is the Waterville Area Fisheries and Hatchery Supervisor. How are you doing, Craig? I'm doing great, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Good. Family doing okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're doing pretty good. We get, we have influenza in our house, so, you know, things are on the That's little fun. low down for some of us, but we're we're getting through it. All right. I, I know that um, I was telling somebody off here. I'm like, oh, yeah, his son is a great uh, speech kid. Oh, yeah. and, and how's that going? Is the, is the season done for them yet? Yeah, we have we have um, two of them that are in speech. They're, they're sophomores, but okay. um, one of them hasn't competed yet because, you, you know, we, we missed one weekend because we were at a retreat and last weekend he was sick, so it's... It's been a weird year, so we're we're trying to ramp up to it, and they're memorizing their speeches, and but um, they're working on it. I'm so impressed with kids that can do that particular sport. I'm going to call it a sport because it is totally a mental sport. But man, oh man, and I gotta tell you, we see benefits from them doing that because, like, the confidence and their ability to stand in front of people and speak—it's yeah. like night and day. My, one of my sons would would be really nervous before when he'd stand in front of people, and now it's like he's like got this confidence. He's so good at it it's it's just really good for them so i would encourage anybody to consider speech isn't that great it's and i think it's a skill that can be used your entire life that i think they said that the the fear of public speaking was next to death at one time or something like yep. that yep. no come on but when they're good yeah, at so it, yeah do it get out there speak and get your kids involved <laughs> it's fun to watch too honestly as a parent and see see what you've been doing now i mean uh, you must have been a speech kid or something because I saw you last time I had you on the air with me. It was like we had you. You told me there's something I can't tell you, but I. And then all of a sudden, like a day later, here's like Craig all over the news because apparently uh, they've put a bunch of trout into Hinnaker Pond, and that was like at the end of January, correct? Yeah, we. I think we stocked them on January 25th, and I think I was on there with you a week or so before. But yeah, Lisa, your show was supposed to be the announcement platform for the whole thing, and then it, right at the last minute, we had really poor ice. So there was some hesitance. So I had to, as I was walking into the studio, I grabbed your door and I pulled it open and I got a call and said, don't announce this. So we were kind of stuck. But, you know, we had that we had one cold snap all year and it just happened to coincide with that week. It got really cold that week and it gave us just enough ice that allowed us to stock those trout in Hinnaker Pond. And that that's the first time they've ever been stocked there in Mankato. This is the first time we've ever had an opportunity like this with trout in the winter. And um, it was a real hit. And there's, I, I did counts for the first six days after we stocked it and there was 50 to 125 people out there every single day from 8 o'clock in the morning till sundown. So it was really cool. Seriously, like how Oh, you said, was there 3,000 or what? How many yep, went in? We, we stocked 3,000 fish. They were about, they were a little bit bigger than a half pound each. Um, they're raised at the Lanesboro Fish Hatchery with the DNR. And um, they take about two years to raise. And we stocked those in Hinnaker Pond. And there's stockings like that kind of throughout the state. And the purpose is to provide like a unique fishing opportunity. And especially here in Mankato, where we don't have typically those cold water resources that allow trout to survive. Um, it, it provides that resource for them to be able to go out and fish and catch up trout through the ice. And and that's why we did it. And we, we'd been working on this project for about three years. And we partnered up with the city of Mankato and thought this would be a great location to do it. 
and um, it, it's really worked out well. And I will remind people, there's still trout out there to catch. And we has <laughs> had an example submitted to me just a couple of days ago where uh, a grandpa sent a, a picture of his boy and said, hey, my boy just cut his first trout, and he was all happy about it. So um, I encourage people to go out and, and give that a shot. And if there's no ice, that's okay. Just grab your fishing rod and a, and a bobber and a hook and, you know, maybe some night crawler or a, or a minnow or, or whatever you want and, and give it a shot. I know that it was Hinnaker Pond and then that cooperation with the city of Mankato, but what what had you choosing that particular pond among all the ponds that we have here? Yeah, so it, it, it's, it's the right location. It's close to people, first off. We consider Red Jacket, the new Red Jacket Park out there and having a stock in that pond, but it was a little bit too big and it was kind of out of reach for a lot of people. But the nice thing about Hinnaker Pond is it's right here in the park system. It's got a trail going all around it. Um, it potentially has the ability to put, you know, porta potties out there and things like that to accommodate anglers, and it's just a great spot, really. Okay. And um, right in the middle of one of our largest southern Minnesota cities, and easy access, walking distance for kids that they want to go out there. So that that's what it was all about. And you know, I don't I don't know if we're going to have it at Henniker every year. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of plan to right now. But it's something we could consider working with other cities like um, Owatonna or, or or Austin to try to rotate that one around or at least maybe even divide it up and spread it out a little bit because it's just really extremely popular, those type of stockings. So it's it's just a lot of fun to see it. And the very first fish that was caught, Lisa, was done by a, by a young kid. So <laughs> it, was, it was great. That's yeah. awesome. How, how big do they get and how, uh, this is my weird fishing questions, there is... It, is can they they're going to survive in that pond i mean are we going to have they, they will survive until the water temperature gets up above about 70 degrees okay and that that's the one downside of stocking a pond like hinnaker it doesn't have the groundwater influence that keeps the water cold enough so go catch trout. the fish <laughs> yeah so we have we, we put them out there with, for the sole purpose of people to harvest those fish it's a put and take fishery okay and you know some people discriminate us and say you know that you shouldn't be doing that because they can't live but that the purpose is a unique opportunity more so than it is creating a long-term fishery there and there's still other fish species people can catch year-round out there but the trout in specific we want people to harvest them so i would encourage people 70 degrees this weekend get out there and give it a shot and you might um, you might get a, you might catch some fish cool well we're gonna send people out there thanks for the reminder on that one i know uh we're gonna talk today a little bit about the fishing meeting that's coming up i said fishing meeting i totally yeah. left out some meeting <laughs> i know and people i don't know how to pronounce it you know no, nobody knows like they see this f-i-s-h-n fishing. i got that letter. one i got fishing meeting <laughs> like, so it stands for that? fisheries information sharing network right Yes, that's it is, and we started this last year actually in November, and we wanted we made it we were taking a proactive effort to try to outreach to our local anglers better because one of the common things we hear back or I hear back anyway maybe it's just me I don't know, mm-hmm. but is that sometimes the DNR can be disconnected from its anglers and the anglers feel like there's nobody to go to talk to that they trust is going to bring their issues or listen to them and also that we're not like sharing all the things that we do and when I say that I'm I mean things we do like at the Waterville Fisheries Office on a day-to-day basis 
because and people love people love it. Mm-hmm. We started sending out social media posts like on almost a weekly basis, maybe a daily basis. Sometimes um, we held this big meeting last year in February where we had a hundred people show up, and it's just been enormously successful. So we're going to hold it again this winter. It, the meeting is going to be next Tuesday, March fifth. Um, it's going to be from six to nine o'clock p.m. And because it was so successful last year, Mankato, we're going to keep it Mankato again this year. And it's going to be at the Country Inn and Suites. And uh, again, six to nine, it's open to the public. Um, we have some pretty cool topics that we're going to talk about. Um, and then we also have a period for people to bring questions or just issues. And they, we can, you know, we can record all this information down. And um, so it's a really good opportunity for our local anglers to come and talk about fish and get their issues and have somebody there that's listening because uh, I can assure everybody in this part of the state that um, our office is definitely listening to you. And so what kind of topics will you be covering coming up on Tuesday, March 5th? Yeah, so just looking at the agenda, I'm going to give a little bit of an overview of where we've been the last year, which is a lot. We've done a lot of stuff around Waterville and Mankato the last year. Uh, We have Men Fish uh, is coming to give a um, a little bit presentation of some of the accomplishments they've had in 2023 and what they're looking for to pursue legislatively in 2024. And Men Fish, the executive um, director, is our former DNR commissioner, Mark Holston, so he'll be here to talk. Um, We're going to talk a little but about the Get Out More funding, which is modernizing outdoor recreation opportunities. Um, we got about $98 million last year allocated um, for this, and it includes things like Waterville Fish Hatchery. $24 million, we're going to get a new fish hatchery out there. Oh. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, we're going to talk about Baratrauma, which is pulling crappies from deep water and how that impacts them. Uh, a little bit about winter kill and aeration, which isn't a problem this year, but it was last year. And then a little bit of a review of our creel surveys, which we talked about in your program last last time I was on. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of kind of our agenda, and then an open session for questions and answers. All right. And so, but the cool thing is, is there a charge for this? What do we need to do? No, in fact, there's a reverse charge. You can come and get a free cookie, Lisa. <laughs> I love so I it. I expect to see you there. <laughs> Excellent. Come yeah. just for the so, cookies and get some information on the side. Right. We try to accommodate as best we can and make it fun. And I, I know last year at our open house at the hatchery, we were, I was asked by one of the news outlets, I don't know which one it was, why do you have hot dogs here? And what is the deal <laughs> with that? And I was like, because we're, it's like appreciation of our visitors and our anglers. So we, we want people to feel like they're welcome. Also, I think I've fished and, with a hot dog before. Yeah, well, <laughs> it works. You might catch a trout on Hineker on a hot dog. <laughs> you just don't know, right? <laughs> you just don't know. Oh, man. Use anything. Where do we go to get some more information about this or anything that you guys are up to? Well, um, you, go to my Facebook page. Uh, follow me on Facebook. Um, all the Facebook pages that you know are kind of cover the southern Minnesota fishing, um, I have it announced on there. You can give us a call at our office, which is 507 507- Four nine seven one eight two zero, or you can call or text my phone number, my cell phone, and I'll try to get back to you right away. But that number is five zero seven four six one nine three seven seven. And again, March fifth, which is next Tuesday, from six to nine at the Country Inn and Suites, and come and talk about fish with us. There you go. It's a good location. I got to ask because once we say goodbye, it's going to disconnect you. But your your personal Facebook page is that the one you want me to link as I go? Yeah. You can. That's fine. Oh, you're brave. 
<laughs> yep. No, that's no problem. I, I control who gets to be friends with me. So there you I'm go. You're going to get all these strange friend requests. I don't even know that person, but they know Lisa. So I guess it's okay. <laughs> right. Craig. Right. And go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, we I, I post a lot of stuff on there about what we're doing throughout the year. So I, it's more, I, I use it more for work than I do for personal, but you might see it things about my kids on there once. You might see the speech awards, right? (laughs) Right. There you go. (laughs) Tournament. There you go. (laughs) Well, good luck to them. Tell them I said hello. Uh, Craig Sapir joining us from the Waterville area fisheries and hatcheries. He's a supervisor there. And uh, we'll talk to you. I guess we'll talk to you next month about some more fish stuff. You come up with something for me. And other than that, I hope to see you at the at the meeting, the fishing meeting that's coming up. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Certainly appreciate it.